In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Good evening, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? It's, even though I predicted us to get blown out today, it still don't feel any better when it's happened, even though I knew it was coming, especially after the first drive and it all clicked and it, we got points and it was there was sort of an almost sense of hope that something had changed and then after that first drive, nothing happened. It's not even like we didn't play well. Nothing happened. And uh, it was devastating. Yeah, I must admit, um, I think we both felt the same way, mate. Um, when we left the Hippodrome tonight, we both were like, well, we better do a podcast now. I think it's the first time in maybe 80, 90, ep- 80 plus nine episodes that I've been a bit like, a bit depressed about this, mate, to be honest. Yeah, as I said to you when we walked out, I wish we'd just had something pre-recorded which we could just play and uh, literally just go to sleep and pretend it didn't happen. But uh, hey, however, let's go on. Yeah, mate, and I had a thought about this. Okay, now when we did the when we did the predictions um, at the start of the season, none of us really thought that we were going to get anything from this game anyway. The, the- the trouble is you want to see signs that you could be there at the races because even though the schedule's hard, these six divisional games, they're the games. If you finish three and three of them every year, you've got a shot at the playoffs. But if you can't win them, you're never going to be a good team. And if we'd have come away from today and we'd have said, let's say the score was... 33-30 then you go right we lost but we're in it we could have won we had a good start we, we were never in the game um, the first quarter we did well and after that we we just disappeared and uh, that is where the problem is yeah I think um, <clears throat> we can't be depressed mate we've got we're going to move forward on this so yeah I think the first quarter uh, we could have been 9-0 nine, nine up if I'm correct Yep. And um, obviously we had some luck um, with that um, punt turned into our favour. You know, but yeah, these were all just um, what could have happened. So yeah, let's just go for it, mate. Let's, uh, let's go for it. We, we know we've got the um, uh, Chiefs next week. That's going to be another tough game. That's really, also, really, really hard. Then we're going to go out to the, I'm going out to the Falcons game. And that could be Hugh's last game, I think. If, do you know if the uh, the Chiefs game's away? Yeah. Uh, top of my head, I think it's a home, mate. Really? It wouldn't surprise me if they get rid of him because 
there's been a lot. Obviously, I've been on the anti-Hugh bandwagon for a little while, but seeing people today, I fear that the next home game could be a very nasty atmosphere. And it wouldn't surprise me if they go, we need to just hit this on the head. Um, but the report coming out from Ian Rappaport is everything saying Haley is more likely to be fired than Hugh for the next game. So a, a, a change is coming in some aspect, whether it's um, our O-line coach, whether it's Todd Haley, whether it's Hugh, um, no one knows, but I think there'll be a change of some sort before the next game. It's quite an interesting point, though, that Hugh has always seemed to get on well with Greg Williams and always... He, does, he never, ever says anything negative. There's not a lot of negative press around Greg. But with, like, Sashi and um, Todd, there always seems to be this, like, huge struggles to work with another authoritative person. I, I think it comes down to the aspect of Hugh really has no idea about defence. Um, and that's nothing against him. Obviously, most people that come into the coaching are obviously offensive or defensively minded. So um, he he wants a scapegoat for what goes wrong. And it was Sashi and he wanted to trade the second and third round pick for AJ McCarron. Um, then the scapegoats turned into obviously Todd Haley. And uh, it, 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 the circus just continues and it'll always continue. Um, I'd much rather... He just came out after losses and held his hands up. And, and no one believes when Bill Belichick walks into a post-game interview and says, the loss is on me, we move on to next week. No one genuinely believes that Bill Belichick is to blame for that defeat. But he just takes the blame, stands there, and the issue's put to bed. No one's looking for a scapegoat. No one's blaming him. It's just no one knows what the reason is and you just move on. And I wish... I'd want my leader as a head coach to do more of that. Yeah, I I haven't been listening to the uh, post-game press conferences for a while. And I put it on tonight and, yeah, I need to look at the tape. I need to look at the tape. There's no point of listening to it, mate. It really isn't. Yeah, I, I don't listen to them. I just read the uh, transcripts from Twitter. But uh, they're, they're, they're never pretty affairs and... Quite frankly, I would much rather we just ban Hugh, ban, even ban uh, Dorsey. I'm not a fan of either of them in press conferences. I just don't think they do any favours. Who do you want to do it? To get Mayfield up there every time? Yeah, get a player up there. Um, and I, I, I think it's getting to the stage now where the dressing room is starting to go. Um, reading on Twitter, I haven't seen or heard the comments, but apparently Baker and Miles Garrett are less than impressed. Um, and there's more that are unhappy, so it wouldn't surprise me if we uh, see a change. Yeah, but mate, how can you actually read into that, mate? That could just be Twitter garbage. It might be Twitter garbage, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if I'm them players, I'm not happy. Um, the way Miles is being pushed this year and playing that many snaps, if I'm him, I'm fearing for a long-term injury that could cost me the next six months and potentially an incredible amount of pay. The last thing you want as a player is to play the record amount of snaps ever in the NFL, which he's on par to do. Um, and that, that's just not sustainable. Mm. All right, mate. Well, look, 
we got the uh, Chiefs in uh, six and a bit days, so uh, let's start getting a bit positive and looking forward to that game. Yeah, and, and who knows? With our defence, at times when they click, it's been phenomenal. Unfortunately, when it doesn't click, it, it, it's a little bit messy. Um, but they haven't done too much in the run game. They're very much a pass-orientated team. So... Who knows what's going to happen? We just need that. That offense is going to need to click that day because if you're not putting up 30 points, you may as well not bother turning up. All right, mate. Hit me with the numbers then, mate. Let's go. Offense. Offense. So, Baker, 36 attempts, 22 completed for 180 yards, two TDs and one interception. Um, they were Landry, 8 of 12 for 39 yards. Callaway, Five of six for 36 yards and one TD. Sefta Valve, two of two for 28 yards and one TD. Um, Dontrell Hilliard, one of one for 24 yards. Ratley, one of four for 21 yards. Duke, two of three for 16 yards. Chubb, two of three for 10 yards. Fells, one of one for six yards. And Perryman had one target, no catches. Yeah, I thought um, Callaway had a better game. Yeah, he, he he was catching balls today, obviously not for massive amounts of yardage, but he got TD and uh, it just, it never clicked. Other than the first drive, the first drive was really, really good. And it was something we haven't seen from the Browns all season. We went and got points. And then after that, I think it was some, like the end of the third quarter, we got more yards in the first drive than we did, I think it was a, a quarter and a half after that. I think it was even in the third quarter that stat came up. It was like 94 yards compared to 54 or something. It was uh, embarrassing. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, Seth DeVal get that catch at the end. It's just it's frustrating that he's not out there. Um, he is a fantastic player. Um, obviously, Duke Johnson's been the main source of frustration, but Seth DeVal should be up there in that conversation. There are two leading receptions uh, players last year and they've just literally been irrelevant and it's not like we've brought in lots of improvements and you've got better players catching the ball instead um, there's no excuse for not getting them two into the game more Alright and um, the O-line I didn't think they were very great today mate, it looked like from my view as an armchair fan as I call myself uh, Tretter was really struggling with that ankle and every time really struggling to hold his ground on the O-line. Yeah, and I, he, he, he's solid. I'm, I'm not going to have any beef with him. He's obviously incredibly injured. And the fact that he's still out there is a testament to his commitment. Um, yeah, but, but I want to just pause there for one second, mate. If he's struggling, is he risking to do a long-term injury and cause Bacon more problems when you could have just got Corbett in there and play centre? The the question is, can Corbett play? Um, if 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 he's out there, they obviously believe that he is better than not having him out there. So um, unfortunately, we're incredibly thin at the position. Um, and while that continues, I I think he might be out next week now. But uh, no, and the thing for me is just get that ball out quick. Um, yeah, you've got two quite light tackles, but they can hold it up for nearly two and a half seconds. Just get the ball snapped and get it out. 
um, and run lots of short, quick routes and just throw it. Um, and we, we still weren't getting the ball out quick enough. The times when we did was the times when we drove. And what do you think about um, uh, Desmond Harrison giving away them two points? In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, I'd rather he didn't, but would he? Would Mayfield have got sacked if he didn't grab him? Maybe. All right. And uh, uh, what are we going to give it for a number? Two. Um, Mayfield looked good on, at times, mate. He was the first drive and the last drive. When he did a double. Um... Double three sixty. Yeah, he, he moves around and he makes plays. It's not a. Uh, the trouble was it was it was inconsistent and. All right, mate. Let's go for it, mate. Let's give it a two, and move on. So run offense. We had oh, while we're there, we've got to do the great Cleveland Baker off. So. Uh, you predicted 250 yards. I predicted 205, so that's a win for me. Um, TDs, I went one, you went three. It was two, so unfortunately, Paul, that one's a draw. And I went zero interceptions. You went one, so that's a win for you. So it's a straight draw this week. I know. Can this happen, though? We've talked about this over and over again. It shouldn't be able to be a draw. Well, if I've gone one TD and you've gone three and it's two, that's unfortunately a draw. All right, mate. Um, all right, I'm going to look at the stats and work out how we're going to do this. If we bring back completion percentage as a stat that doesn't count unless it's needed and everything else is a tie in future, might be the solution. All right, let's do that, mate. That makes it more fair. So, uh, the running game, Nick Chubb, 18 attempts, 65 yards. Baker Mayfield, one attempt, nine yards. Duke Johnson, two attempts for zero yards. Um, and looking at the running back roulette, um, Chubb had 90%. I went 80, you went 70. Duke had 10%. I went 20, you went 20. Hilliard had 0%. Um, I went 0, you went 10. So that's a two and a draw to me. So that's a uh, running back roulette win yet again. Oh, mate, doing really well at this, mate, but I'm still going to beat you in fantasy football. Oh, when I looked earlier, there's a point in it either way, so it's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. That was about an hour ago, though, so. Yeah, a lot could happen in an hour, mate. Running game, overall, 21 attempts, 74 yards. What do you make of that? At times, we looked okay running with it. But then... Yes, yeah, the same old thing, isn't it? Duke Johnson looked electric when he was started off. Mate, yeah, I would say it looked better than the um, passing game, so I'll probably give it like a three or a four. Yeah, I'd give it a three. I think there was times when it looked great and there was too many times when it was just nothing there. Um, and I think the trouble was when it was just bad play calling for me again rather than throw on first down establish the throw and when they spread the players out because they're expecting a pass that's when you run it down their throat 
And unfortunately, it seemed to be the start of every dive. And I'll do my numbers again for first and 10 tomorrow. Um, but I think it's going to be another case of run it on first down, which just, it just grinds my gears. I'll give it a three. All right, mate. It's slightly better, but yeah, still woeful. Um, quick question at this point. Would you get rid of Hugh or Todd Haley? Um, I'd get rid of Hugh and let's see what Todd Haley wants to do. Um, it's, all, it's never been completely his control on offence. Um, and I think it just sends the message that we're out there we're starting our search for a new head coach. Um, and that's the message I went out there because the last thing you want is you still keep your head coach and you can't really start a search for, unless you sort of head coaches announce they're retiring. You can't start a search for a new head coach um, because when that comes out, it undermines his entire position. So as soon as you fire Hugh, you can begin the search for a new head coach. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the defence. So passing defence, Roethlisberger, also 36 attempts, but two more completions for 24 yards. 200, sorry, 24 attempts completed. 257 yards, two TDs, one interception. So the numbers, if you look at them, are basically the same as Baker in terms of everything, other than two more completions, but another 77 yards. And uh, that's obviously a big divide in terms of who got them. Um, I'll just go through quickly. Antonio Brown, 74 yards, two TDs. James Conner, 66 yards. Vance McDonald, 47. Juju, 33. Hunter, 15. Ridley, 13. Jesse James, 9. And Switzer, 0. But, um, no, it was, it was one of them days. Um, in terms of the defence, you had forced fumble from Collins and Kindred. Denzel Ward recovered one of them. Um, interceptions... And that was Derek Kindred. And there was pass deflections from Kindred, Kirksey, Randall, Ward. Um, and then sacks, there was one for Miles Garrett, and that was it all day. Mm. It was a good moment, mate, seeing Garrett hit Big Ben. Yeah, unfortunately, it was one of them that it's, it's inconsistent. And I think a large factor of that is he's literally played about a game and a half more than anyone else in the NFL. Um, just in pure numbers of snaps, <laughs> that just doesn't work. And you cannot expect someone to do that and still be able to rush the passer uh, on every snap. So uh, I think you've just got to find some rotation. Where there is some more game, some more snaps for Chris Smith, Avery, Ogba, you've got to rotate that team. Yeah, I thought uh, TJ Carey had a good game, obviously. Um he seemed to be making a lot of key tackles. Yeah, I think if you're going to look at a name of a player on the defence that played the best, I think it's between Kindred and Carey. I thought they both had a really, really good game. And also on the defence, um, rumours are out there that uh, the Patriots are seriously considering a trade for Jamie Collins. So you what? could see a sixth they want round him back. Pump? They want him back? Yeah, a sixth round pick for Jamie Collins could be in the pipeline. Any idea what we paid for him? I believe it was probably around the sixth. Okay. Um, I, I'm not 100% on that, but I believe it was in that uh, 
It'd probably range. have to take a pay cut to go there, right? Surely. Um, who knows? It might just be a one-year deal and then they cut him. Um, I thought our defence in general was better than the offence. Yeah, I, th- I think it was solid at times. The past defence created some turnovers. There, there was some positives in there, definitely. So I'm going to go past defence five. I'm going to go four because they still allowed a couple of touchdowns and they got beat up a bit. Heads or tails, four or five? Heads for four. Heads it is, mate. Four. So, All right. run defence, James Connor, 24 attempts for 146 yards on two TDs. Jalen Samuels, four attempts for 17. Big Ben, two for six. And then Josh Dobbs for the nil, one for minus one, which in total is 31 attempts, 168 yards and two TDs. We got slaughtered. Yeah. It what do you think's happened between uh, this game and last season? Because that was one of our strengths. The, it's, it's one of them that I don't actually mind this change because... We, we've moved to being a pass-focused defence and where you see these turnovers and you see things happening is because we've got a, a setup that is focused on let's stop the pass, let's create these turnovers and if you've got sort of a D-line that's built on st- stopping the run, you have big uh, defensive tackles like your um, Danny Shelton in there who they'll plug a gap but no quarterback's ever going to be concerned about Danny Shelton because he's not coming for him. So you can't get any pass rush. So it, it's one of them. I'd take the rough with the smooth, and I'd much rather have a pass rush in D-line than a uh, run stuff in D-line. All right. Uh, number we're going to give it with? Two. All right, mate. Bad day in the office today for the Browns. Special teams. It was actually all right. Other than, obviously, Greg Joseph missed a couple of kicks. And coming from a completely neutral perspective on this, I'm not as close to him as you are. I'd be more than happy to see Zane come back. (laughs) Mate, everyone was desperate for him to go, and now everyone wants him back. Well, quite frankly, I wish we'd stop kicking when we could just go for the two-point conversion. I know we didn't convert one, but... It's one of them. Well, I think this is how this this shows how fickle fans are because they're all death threats to Zane's family, and then next thing we know, um, they want him back. Yeah, it's one of them. Welcome to sports. Mm. But um, no, I thought that the punting team did really well. Ryan Switzer is a dangerous, dangerous returner, and we kept him relatively quiet. Obviously, he had a couple of runs. We had a couple of runs. It's one of them. It was all right. Yeah, um, I can't. Uh, they got a little bit of uh, ground when they're returning the punts and the kicks, but in general, we didn't look too bad in that area. So I'm going to give it a special team six. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with six. I was going to say five, but I can get behind six. Yeah. So, mate, we've got two good positives out of this so far. We've had to dig hard, special teams, and the first quarter, mate. Yeah. And Seth 
Set the valve back. Well, let's not get carried away. He only appeared in the end of the game when nothing's left to happen. Um, but yeah, mate, I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite down at the moment, quite low. It obviously was a great day, hanging out with you, everyone oh. else. That was all cool. But yeah, just very annoying, the, um, the end result, really, mate. Well, it's, it's being a Browns fan. It's a great day out, great company. Shame about the game. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, anything else you want to discuss? Nah, I think it's just uh, sleep this one off, mate. And uh, the grass is hopefully greener on the other side. Yeah, and guys, listeners, uh, I'm sorry that we don't come across full of energy. Um, but we are genuine fans, mate. And we do get upset about these results. So, um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, we, we could sit here and uh, pretend to be happy and it would just be a lie through our teeth. We're a spade a spade to us guys. Um, it is what it is. Love us and love us. Um, we feel the way you do. Alright mate. Um, now let's just keep on line. Mate, we have got probably our strongest ever line of guests coming up to a hundredth show. Some of the guests are just NFL absolute superstars. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm really excited, Jack. We've both worked really hard to get these guests on the show and uh, upwards and onwards, mate. I think this week will be our best week ever, so uh, I am looking forward to it. And uh, fingers crossed it sees a turnaround in fortunes on the field. All right, buddy. Mate, this is a classic time to say change is coming.